welcome to another episode of Sad in the City, you guys. We have Erica Spera. Oh, thank you. I'm very honored. Is a very funny comedian. Uh, goes on the road with me sometimes. Absolutely murders it. Uh, if you saw me in Florida, Erica was opening for me both weekends. All Florida shows. All the Florida shows, which were some of the best shows of the tour, oh, by the way. Yeah. Thank Probably you. because nobody <laughs> cares about COVID there. <laughs> no, nah, they're ready to party. <laughs> they were so into it. Uh, and you have a great podcast called Shooters Gotta Shoot about yeah. dating that you do with your roommate, Molly. Yes, sir. Which I've also been on. Yes, you have been on. A couple times. A repeat, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, there you go. I, you are, first off, one of my only friends in New York, by the way. Thank you for that, because I've listened to a couple episodes (laughs) that are just like, I have no friends here. I have no one to hang out with. And I was like, what the fuck, Taylor? I'm around. I was like, I told you I'd take a sick day if you were having a bad day, because I was like, I don't like my job. (laughs) I'll leave it. Here's what it is, though, because you and I will do shows together, because you also did like a weekend with me in Jersey, like... You've yeah. done like some long weekends with me where we were in the car for hours. Mm-hmm. So I got scared to hit you up during the week also <laughs> because I was like, Erica's going to burn out on me. No. Like Erica's going to be like, I can't be in a car with you for four hours in a green room with you for really? eight and then also get coffee. See, I'm extroverted. So oh, it doesn't yeah. bother me. Like when I work the road with you, I'm very cautious of like, I know Taylor needs her like solo hotel time. Right. Like yeah. to have your panic attacks and whatever, you know, <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know, mess up your flow. Um, <laughs> so like when we were the road, I'm very like, all right, I know in the morning it's going to be all you, Erica, what do you want to do? Like I make my own plan. And like, I could not believe when you were like, I'd go to Universal. I was like, shut the fuck up. Cause I already mapped out my route solo. I'm like, can I take an Uber there? How much is a ticket? I'm going. Like, I know you mentioned it to me. You were like, I was thinking about maybe going yeah. to Universal Studios to when we were in orlando and i was like oh i'd fully go to harry potter world and you were like for real yeah i was shocked <laughs> i was shocked i was like i'll throw it out there i doubt she'll go anywhere we had so much fun though it was it great. was so quick that was the only thing it was yeah. also very hot because this was like september yeah i don't even I remember it yeah. was i think it was september and it was really really hot and we got there in the afternoon we probably had like two hours and i'm used to the universal studios in hollywood mm-hmm. where it's like pretty small like Three hours is plenty of time yeah. to hit as much as you want at Universal in Hollywood. But the one in Florida is so much better. See, I've never been. I haven't been to Universal in so long. You've been like either one? Grade. I went in eighth grade. To the Florida one. Yeah. And I don't believe there were two parks at that time. I only remember one park. Yeah. Was there Harry Potter World? There then? was no Harry Potter World. Because that was when the movies were just coming out. When you were? Middle school. Oh, when you were yeah. in middle school. Gotcha. So. Oh my God, that's crazy! No, the movies came out before you were in middle school. I don't didn't know, they? Taylor. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I reread the books look. during COVID because I did not understand them when I was trying to read them at whatever really? age I was. Yeah, I remember fifth grade was when they first came out. I think maybe even third, and everyone would speed read, and it would just be this big like speed race to catch up. Uh huh. And so I would read fast, understand nothing, and my best <laughs> friend would even sit and explain it to me because she'd finish before me, and I was like, okay, yeah, tell me what Horcruxes are, and I <laughs> lost all of it. Then as an adult. I was like, damn, these books are good. I was like, no wonder everybody loved this so much. I was like, now that I get it. How fast did you read them during quarantine? Oh, man. Probably like three weeks. I finished all three of them. I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh, I was like, you think there are three? No, j- I all have of great them. news. Sorry. I was babysitting, and this girl I was babysitting was reading. So she finished the first one. So then when she had reading time, I would read. Like, I would just piggyback off her books. 
Oh, that's nice. It was great. But I was like, wow, this girl is eight and understands this book and you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's when you want to read those books because then you think you're going to get your letter still. Like if you read them at 14 and they're like, you're a wizard at 11, you're like, fuck. Oh, hilarious. It would have come by now. Yeah. I didn't even think that. I was just like, wow, these books are great. (laughs) I was like, adults should read them too. No, I read the first one when I was eight and I was like, oh, I might get my letter soon. (laughs) Those were like the best years. That's what got me through my mother's death is I started reading that book right after she died. I found it in her room. Shout out to mom. And I was like, oh, it's fine that my mom's dead because I'm going to be a witch. You're like, it's a sign. It's a sign. His mom was dead. So here we go. I'm the girl who lived. It's going to be okay. But we went to Universal and oh, first off, we did not put on enough sunscreen. I didn't. You get very tan. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, and we got to Harry Potter World and it, I don't know about you, it blew my fucking mind. I think mind. about it once a week. Oh, yeah. I almost got one of the fancy wands to do the cool stuff. I know. When you told me that, I was like, don't tell me that, Taylor. (laughs) I'm so tempted. I know. They have the cool wands there. Have you been to Universal, Brianna? Yeah. Do you have a wand? No, I wanted to, but there were children. You're a business owner. Doing it. And I was like, I want to do that, too. And I felt weird. So then I felt I had to be an adult. It's tempting. It was so tempting. I feel like if you're an adult and you go to Harry Potter World and you get a wand that actually makes the things move with like the little magnet in it or whatever... I feel like you have to be like full cosplaying. True. You know, like you have to be someone who like sewed your own Gryffindor garb and like showed up in a full face of makeup Mm. with your photographer boyfriend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're there for your Instagram. Okay. Right? Like otherwise just get one without a magnet in it and stand behind a kid who's got a magnet <laughs> wand and pretend it's you and yeah. be like that one was me and they're like no it wasn't you're like i think it was <laughs> yeah jeffrey i think that was my one for sure okay i i wanted one so bad i think the reason i don't have a wand yet is because there were too many choices probably that makes sense like you need someone to be like this wand is choosing you you do <laughs> you do but yeah. you can't because if you go into olivanders i haven't been in there but if you go into olivanders they do the whole show but they always pick a kid yeah they True. always shine the little spotlight on the kid <laughs> yeah. and go, this is your destiny. And you're like, can we have an adult line? <laughs> can we have one adult wand show? No, you should have brought your, like, your stylist. I know. <laughs> that's like that's the difference between me and you. Like, I don't, I wouldn't trust a stylist, even though I'm like, I know you are well-versed in this. But you have a stylist. I'd be like, just bring the stylist. Yeah, seriously. Like, which one? <laughs> which one looks the best <laughs> which one? with my jackets? No, it's really hard because they each, it does feel like different aspects of your personality Okay. depending on which wand like do you remember any of the wands that we looked at like did any of them like jump out of you not necessarily no. not necessarily yeah. i feel like the ones i liked were like care like belonged to characters i didn't like relate to oh i don't know that much knowledge you reread them during quarantine yeah, I was I'm, like, <laughs> I'm you're right i'm going you're too far hard. deeper than me i'm far deeper than you basically at harry potter world they have all these like generic wands yeah but then they also have all these wands that are like the characters from the books wands mm-hmm. so if you find one that you're like i like how this looks but you're like it belongs to luna lovegood's dad like you're just <laughs> like that's not the wand yeah, i no. want like you want one that's like one you like and belongs to nobody or you want like hermione's wand okay. but not like hermione's wand. see this is why i don't believe in astrology it's like i'll know other people that are tauruses and i'm like we are so different oh yeah how can you buy into this right like my mom is a taurus we're born two days apart couldn't be more different people what are the main 
like personality traits of a Taurus. Uh, funny, I do exhibit the traits. Still oh, don't you buy do? it. Yeah, it's like stubborn, very loyal, <laughs> very honest. Uh, funny is actually one. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. But like my mom is not. My mom's like a peacemaker, go with the flow. And then that's when people go, well, it's your moon. Well, it's your this. And I'm <laughs> right. like, this is... This is like when you go to a carnival and they do like a guessing thing and they're like, okay, if I guess your birthday month, I got to be within six months ahead or six months behind. And it's like, so you're just always going to be right. Right. Like, no matter right. what I say. They're like, I, I'm, I'm getting something with a D. Is, does yeah. their name start with a D? You're like, there's a D in it. Yeah. Like, Close enough. Right. I feel like I got it. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of fun. That was probably one of the best uh, road experiences I've had because you don't have a lot of time usually on the no, road. No, not at all. And you're also good at like, where were we? Were we in, uh, we were at Stress Factor in Bridgeport where you found like good restaurants and stuff? Like you're good about that on the road too? Yeah, I'll find something. Yeah. Like it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Because it's like, if the show doesn't go well, I'll be like, well, that food was good. <laughs> yeah. I remember I got off stage in Bridgeport and you were like, oh, or did you hummus? Because I know you like hummus and they were going to close the kitchen and I felt so taken care of. Oh, yeah. I was like. I know your diet restrictions. I know. I that know. was really great. <laughs> Not bad. I really appreciated it. Um, but I, you are also, by the way, somebody that I always love to talk to because I always like to ask you for what's going on on dating apps. <laughs> Because, like, I have not had much dating app experience. And the last time I was single, I was single for, like, five months. And I did get on the dating apps. And that was very fun to be on a group text with you and Molly. Mm -hmm. Just going, like, am I doing this right? Are these good pictures? Yeah. Tell what is this weird? Yeah. it's Well, it's nice because it's, like, they could be fun and great. And they could be horrible at the same time. Yeah. So, like, you need, like, a group text or someone else that's, like, in it with you. That like, so when you have really bad conversations or whatever it is, you just, you're like, okay, well, I can like joke about this with my friends that it makes it better. Yeah. But you made me feel so bad because you had such great responses on Hinge. Like you had like funny. Really? Yeah. I thought yours were like very witty. I mean, I've been on it for years. (laughs) I know, but I would like, I would like send you mine. I'm like, are these good? And you're like, I mean, sure. If you want to attract this type of person. But I felt conversation wise, you were way better at bantering with strangers. Did I send you a lot of screenshots? Of yeah, the- like I was like, damn, Taylor's combos are way better than mine. It's because I didn't care. I'm like enticing <laughs> men with like a picture of me at a Knicks game. Like, come on, <laughs> something. I like basketball. Come I, on. <laughs> I don't do that much stuff. So I didn't have, I had to do more banter <laughs> because I didn't have any pictures of me experiencing life. Yeah. I'm like, here's another one of me on stage. <laughs> you had one on stage photo, right? I do. That was another thing we talked about because I didn't want anybody to know I was a comedian. Well, and you were like, no, you got, it just comes up one. quick. Well, this is this is where it gets hard, right? All the dating app advice that I agree with is very like, okay, first picture should be like, you know, of your face, what do you look like, smiling, no sunglasses, stuff like that, right? Second picture should be a body shot, both men, women, everybody, just like this is me and a current one. And doesn't mean you have to be in a bikini. It's just like, hey, that's what I am. Yeah, this so is my, head to toe. Yeah, like my full shot, I'm next to a short friend to be like, yo, I'm tall, just so you know. Because <laughs> men don't read. That's what I've learned. They don't read shit. They don't see how tall you are. Like, Or they think we're lying about our heights. I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. You think I'm like, I'm not. I'm a real 5'11". Uh, <laughs> and then third is always where they say you should do like an activity or like a hobby. And I'm like, well, all my free time pretty much is comedy. But it's also something of like, I can talk extensively about. And even when I didn't have it on my profile, it would come up quickly when you'd go to schedule dates. Right. I'd be like, well, I have a show. They're like, what show? I'm like, oh, I'm a comedian. Right. So, yeah, it's like, you know, you got you got to put it up there. Yeah. Although it's like, yeah, it might get you less matches, 
But like what I've learned is like the more specific and true you are to who you are is like more likely you're going to find someone that likes that. Like I went on a date recently with someone who actually like writes about like basketball. Oh. And like the second half of the date, really bad. First half of the date, <laughs> we talked about work. Great. Because it was like, oh, you also like understand the podcast world, writing world, comedy. Like his job is also a hustle in that sense. So I was like, okay, cool. And I like basketball. Everything's going well. Then it took a turn. But <laughs> but still cool. Like he was into comedy and he actually looked up my podcast and stuff. Oh, that's and cool. And he was like, oh, I think that's really cool. Like that you're, uh, he actually brought up that I had herpes. He was like, oh, I think it's really cool. You're like open about herpes and stuff like that. Like he was like, not a lot of people would do that. And I was like. Well, this is a first. Yeah. <laughs> so, but a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's crazy that anybody goes on dates and like doesn't Google the person beforehand. Really? Like, that seems really weird to me, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've been on job interviews where I was like, you guys didn't even look me up. Right. <laughs> no idea I did comedy. I'm like, it's on my resume and you still didn't think to just give me a Google. Yeah. Like, it's really strange. And maybe yeah. that's the narcissist in me that's like, everybody should know <laughs> that we have this skill. Right. But like with anything, I'm like, are we really not? At this point, if you meet someone on a dating app and you get to a point where you want to meet them in person, you should know probably what they do. Yeah, you know the gist, but most of the apps have like that info in there. Right. You were also good about uh, anything I learned about a dating app I learned from you and Molly. <laughs> you were like, here are the prompts that get me the most responses oh, like what yeah. were your well i forget well, what i learned they that were. from someone who worked at hinge specifically oh yeah. wow like uh i'll pick the second date if you pick the first right or something like that or i'll pick yeah. the whatever first whatever that one is um oddly a very popular one right now is the controversial opinion one yeah but it's because you're saying something that's a topic to talk about right what's um, your most controversial opinion yeah i don't have that on mine uh black and white photos get the most likes really that's a fun fact yeah but think about it everybody looks better in black and white <laughs> of course like, yeah it's a solid filter it's more it's basically saying a filter yeah like, <laughs> you look better with a filter <laughs> should have a filter um i'm trying to think what the other ones were but you it, had a very specific i feel like you had a very specific one that you were like i got was it two there were two truths and a lie yeah they have that one which i I'm don't like, like that one but it's an easy combo starter right a lot of men have that yeah a that lot of, like, and they put a lot of fact ones there's like a oh. random fact i love now and i'm like oh you want to teach me something <laughs> of course yeah okay uh okay you know what my favorite thing is i have on mine now i just redid it actually um it's like one thing i want to know about you is and i said uh, do you stay for the whole game slash concert or do you leave early to beat the traffic? Ooh, <laughs> which that's is, really which good. Is a big personality trait. That's, I mean, and that's basically asking, are you an extrovert or an introvert? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also like, I mean, so many people, I don't think he's an introvert thing. I think it's just like, you don't think so? No. You think people leave, some people, extroverts leave early just to like beat the crowd leaving? I, it's a mix of stuff, right? I'm like, if I paid for a ticket to a game, I'm the type of person that like, I get good seats if I go to something. Right. Because I'm like, this is, I'm going to be fully in great seats. That like, I'm staying the whole time. Right. Like, I, and I did that, I just, the next game I just went to, uh, they <laughs> sucked the whole game, third quarter, turned it around, won on a buzzer beater, and so oh, many yeah. people left. And I was like, this is why we stay. <laughs> like, this is why we stay. Um yeah, I don't know. I guess it kind of depends on the personality. I just think it's a personality trait. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't want to date someone. Like, can you imagine going to a Broadway show and someone's like, oh, I mean, it's going to be crowded. Okay, but that's different. <laughs> it's not. To me, it's not. You we know paid what? You're for right. tickets. You're We're right. here. 
But it's I, just because. I said that like somebody who doesn't care about sports. Exactly. I'm like, you, that's completely different. But you can't. You know what? how it is different, though? You can leave the Knicks game early and look up what happened on your phone. Yeah. You can't do that with a Broadway show. True. But still, you missed it. That's true. Like, you're paying to be a part of it, and then you left. Like, a concert, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, in the encores, usually when they'll play, like, some of your favorite songs or some of their old songs that you want to hear. Right. And it's like, there's always an encore. You got to stay. That is a really good question. Like, the only time I would leave is if, like, something terrible happened or it was awful. Yeah. But, like, even then I'd be like, you know, I paid 200 bucks, so <laughs> this is my night. Like <laughs> You can go if you want. Right. Like, I feel like it's a night that I'm like, clearly we're staying up past our bedtime, okay? <laughs> like, I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> uh, you're not, so you're not from New York City, but you're from New York State. State. Yeah. Yeah. And then how long have you lived in New York City again? Uh, eight years. Eight years? Eight years. Pretty much graduated college, moved down here. And you're interesting because you're thinking about moving to L.A. still, right? Yeah, I've always had L.A. kind of hovering over me a bit. Right. Because just the comedy world and feeling like it's very hard to not feel stagnant in comedy if you're not like constantly getting like little things. And they could be the smallest things that like really don't help your career that much, but they feel like right validation. Or you're like, yeah, you know, I'm posts. Comics. You get right. posts. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I've always had it weighing over me. And what's funny is I always felt this like, I love New York. Like, New York is just more me. It's more my personality. Like, I have more friends here. But honestly, this last year, I've been like, I don't know. Do you think it was being quarantined that kind of turned it for you? Do you think it was just like the last time you went to L.A.? I remember we talked about Um, You're like, oh, the weather is really nice. Yeah. I think a big part of it is uh, my next move is to live by myself. Mm. And L.A. is just, in general, more affordable to live by yourself. Of your apartment will have more space. That'll be nicer. Like that alone is just like, okay, the apartment I could afford if I want to live in Manhattan by myself right. is not going to be as great as the apartment in LA wherever by myself. Right. So that's a, that's a big factor. And then the other part is feeling like, um, yeah, I've been here eight years and starting to just feel like, okay, it feels stagnant. Maybe I need a change both for comedy and honestly for even like dating. Yeah. Being like, I've tried to date in the city for eight years and really have only dated one person for like four months. Yeah. Like two people that were a couple month things. And that's it. Like New York moves fast, but it's also like people decide fast. How do you think dating in New York City compares to like dating in other places? Like, wh- uh, I, don't it's know. Do- I-, I would say it's dog years to human years. Wow. Okay. Like, what's a dog year? Seven to one? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you meet someone in New York City, generally meet in New York, get married. If you're married for four years, I'm like, that's that's 28 years. Really? <laughs> in my brain. Like, I'm like, that because equates. Because it's just so intense here. It equates to the suburbs. I'm like, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's 28 years together. It's the <laughs> hardest place to find someone and be with someone, honestly. Really? You don't have that much space. You don't have a house. Yeah, you know? that's true. Like couples in quarantine, like double dog years. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's kind of how I think of it. It's like, yeah, it's harder. People don't settle down really till later. Like, you I mean, talk about the apps. Shit. My favorite thing is seeing like a 38 year old man have like, I want kids someday. <laughs> I'm like, when someday? When, when someday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love when you like, ask a man, like, not a young man. I love when you ask a man, yeah. man, do you think you want to have kids? I'd be a fun dad. Yeah. You'd be a fun dad. Yeah. That's not what I asked you. Uh-huh. I said, do you want kids? And they're like, sure. 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 Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Because I've thought about every aspect of having a child. Mm-hmm. And that is not what I want in a partner is someone who's like, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll put a baby in you. Right. 
That's insane to me. No, yeah, I want a guy who's like, I'd pay for in vitro eight times. Right. Just to get one. I'd be like, exactly. that's my dude. <laughs> like, I wouldn't do in vitro eight times, but I'm like, that. he's committed. He I really want a man, wants his kid. I want a man who would dump me if I didn't want kids. That's what I want. Yeah. I want a man who wants kids that bad. Mm-hmm. Who's like, if you don't want them, get out yeah. of my DMs. <laughs> I do feel like New Yorkers are just a, like more, maybe because it just feels like, so intense here do you feel like new yorkers are more likely to plan out their lives or less likely to plan out their lives like do you feel like they're more present or do you feel like they're more one step ahead oh that i think that truly is like a personality thing really yeah i feel like the hard part about new york for everybody is you get it's like you're on a hamster wheel and you feel like you can't get off the hamster wheel Mm. so no matter like where you are if you're someone that makes a ton of money or doesn't make a lot of money you kind of always feel this like i'm kind of holding on and just like constantly moving to the next thing and i need to keep the speed up right because i feel like it's how everyone feels so even if you're say you're making like a hundred thousand dollar finance job like fresh out of college right you're on this hamster wheel of like trying to move up this company and work the corporate ladder and working a crazy amount same as like an artist who like i was working odd jobs or whatever jobs that would just let me leave at five o'clock so i could go do comedy i was on the hamster wheel of comedy of like let me do this open mic let me do this show like running around the city every night so what's weird with COVID is it kind of like X that for a lot of people and it made everyone slow down. And that's why a lot of people, I think, left New York. They were like, oh, I like this more or they kind of miss the energy of it or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like getting back on the hamster wheel is like it's tough. It's kind of this like you don't have time to think too much about it. Right. But but I do feel like people settle down later here, don't you? Yeah. But I guess the LA they do yeah. too. It's like I'm 30 and if I was walking around with a baby in a stroller, people would probably assume I'm a second wife. Right. Like that's not uncommon. Man, that's you know? so strange. Yeah. I wonder why that's that way out here. Uh, I think it's partly the hamster wheel thing and it's, you know, New York never sleeps. Right. You can be out all the time, especially if you make good money. Those people don't cook. Like we don't even have we don't have kitchens for people who do cook. Right. Like when I look at an apartment, I'm like, I cook. I kind of have to to help budget my money. And then like it'll be like, yeah, we have you know uh, half a fridge. Like <laughs> I've seen the, like a dorm fridge and a microwave. I'm like, oh, okay. But for someone that doesn't cook, they're like, nah, what do I care? Yeah, the, the kitchen floor is technically a cutting board. Yeah. If you feel it. Right. Yeah, we talked about that on the last episode about how there's no good kitchen space no, here, even in like nice apartments. Very like, tough. This is yeah we're shimmying in to the side Uh, here yeah so the settle down thing it's partly nice it's nice when you're like me and you're like okay i'm nowhere close to that Mm -hmm. you don't like feel weird but it's normal to also just feel like okay i'm kind of tired of like this life yeah of like being alone most of the time right because i hate the dating advice that's like you have to be good with being alone before you meet someone i'm like i've been alone and i have been fine with it but i've hit the point of being like okay so where is someone yeah like where where are they yeah i'm really done with this whole like be great with being single thing it's like i have never liked being single oh you're done with it i'm not that whole six months you did it you're done shut up (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about look i was single for a year when i was 23 that's so long ago taylor i i guess it was yeah so long ago and then i my amount of time in a relationship is equivalent to the amount of time that you were ever (laughs) single i look i i have been really hard on myself the last whatever eight years because i was like you need to be single for a while taylor and like maybe i should have been single longer for point i definitely should have at points i should have taken a minute but like i just don't like it 
I don't like being single. Yeah, I like that's being fine to say. I know, but that you, you get like shit for that. Like you really yeah. do. Like you get shit for being somebody who's like, I am looking for a relationship forever. Like, well, yeah, you can't say that. You can't say no. that. You it's could say, nuts. I would really like to meet someone. I'm at a point in my life that I'm ready to settle down. But yes. when you say, I hate being single and I just want to be in a relationship, you get labeled desperate. Right. Both men and women. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've... I think even saying like my goal is to get married. People mm-hmm. are like, so you'll just marry anyone. You're like, no, <laughs> yeah. I won't marry you. Mm-hmm. For example, like I I've said that to people I've dated where they were like, it just feels like you'll marry anyone. I was like, no, I'm saying, do you want to get married someday? Because I think there are people who truly just don't who are like, yeah, yeah if I meet somebody and I want to be with them forever, great. But like, I never want to get married. Mm-hmm. Same with kids. And I've always been somebody that's like, no, I'd like to like be married, even right. if like we don't technically get married legally like i'd like to be in a committed nah thing. you want the paperwork you, you probably couldn't. want the paperwork what You're am kidding. i talking about <laughs> you want a prenup and the marriage paperwork. yeah that's true i do want the prenup that's what it Which is everyone should do a prenup in my opinion but, i agree and and if you leave your job later if the prenup this is my thing i'm like I'm, i want to do a prenup for sure but like if at any point in the marriage we want to have kids and my husband says to me like okay well i think it would be good if you stayed home with the kids I would be open to that, but I would be—I would only do it if we rewrite the prenup. Oh, interesting. I'd be like, I'm not walking away from whatever income I have and steady career to then just take a chance on this working out. That's so smart, and you can't write it on Hinge. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is That's what I'm talking option. about. Like, we all have this stuff where it's like, no, I'd like to have kids, but yeah. and I'd ideally like to get married. But you can't write all of that on a dating profile no. because people are like, That's not chill. Like, you yeah. gotta do the like yeah, I mean, eventually I'd like something serious. Yeah. But only, also it's fine, whatever. Yeah, only Bumble has the option that you could select kind of quietly of like, what are you looking for? Mm. And it's like casual, don't know, uh, and relationship. Right. So they don't even have an option for like people that are polyamorous or ethically non-monogamous, which I feel like is the new norm. You but think? Like, that's a new question you have to like ask with dating is like, are you a monogamous person? Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's different levels of monogamy. Yeah. Of some people are uh, solo poly, which means I have one primary partner and there's a hierarchy. Right. Uh, And then the other, oh no, sorry, that's not solo poly. That's poly. Solo poly is I love you and this other person exactly the same and we're the same level of commitment. And then there's open relationships, which have a million different rules, but mostly those are basically polyamorous of like, I have one primary partner and the other people we don't date. It's just like, you can hook up with other people. I can't. I mean, it's not for me. I can't do it. It's not for me. I I have like friends who feel that way like we're like oh no I want to be polyamorous and I'm I wish I was that secure mm. that I could do that and I just think I'm I don't have the self-esteem for it for me it wouldn't be insecurity it would be it's I don't feel like I have that many options what do you mean like if i had my you know dms on fire or just felt like everywhere i went there were like great guys asking me out that were also attractive i'd be like fucking baby we should open this up you know <laughs> like i'd be like you know i got my broadway play guy i got my sports guy i got my like to stay at home guy you know like i would just fill the categories and i'd be like yeah this is fucking great like i got a guy for everything instead of dragging my partner to a wedding i got my wedding guy that loves to dance you know like when you put it that way i'm like it kind of sounds dope but those aren't even partners. Those are like crayons in a box. But they could be partners. I mean, that's you don't have the time for that I many don't. people. I don't. Those are just f- friends you call. That's like, yeah. 
that that to me sounds like oh i have different like hookup buddies for different types of events i want to go to well that is like what an open relationship would be yeah you're like i'm only in love with one guy this guy's fun <laughs> you know but then you still have like your your partner partner right it, de- it depends on what style you pick wow so yeah man i feel so uncool <laughs> well it's interesting that like uh there's this guy that wrote this book datanomics that we actually just interviewed on our pod and one of the stats he found was like uh basically areas like new york city where the numbers are in men's favor of like there's more women and you know more options the culture tends to be less monogamous oh and i was like that makes sense does it it makes sense to me uh because i've known people that open up their relationship later and i'm sitting there being like i know you don't really want to open this but it's this thing of like you don't want to lose this person but because there's so many women in new york you think men want to open it up later yeah okay it's typically the man being like you know maybe we should open this right 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 right. but also i I don't know i actually i know a lot of couples i feel like we're talking about heterosexual couples obviously where the woman wanted to open it up okay but have you ever found a relationship that opens up way later that that was not the game plan from the beginning that then stays together because i haven't i'm like if you're opening it later right nah and i've known people to do that but they were literally like oh first date we talked about how we have been like polyamorous or open in the past and you know want to do that eventually but you know for like a year or so we want it to just be us too right and i'm like okay that makes sense but when it's suddenly like yeah we're gonna be open now i'm like oh this is this is going down the toilet <laughs> this, this is yeah cue all the emails we get from people who are like how dare you we feel it's uh, look, uh, everybody's you know? very different guys it's right i i also f- have had that experience where i yeah. haven't i have not had any friends that opened it up later and stayed together no and i try to be open-minded because like listen i've never been with someone for like five years so maybe that would be me maybe i would be with totally. someone five years and go yeah you know what this is kind of boring right like maybe we could each just like once a year fuck somebody else you know that makes sense to me that makes sense to me of like the like hall pass thing mm-hmm. to go from your monogamous for however many years and then you're like now we're gonna have now we're gonna be polyamorous right. which is when you have multiple partners right yeah but that's multiple partners you date that you date like that's what left. i'm saying trying to do that later would seem tough to me yeah i could ne- i could never do that option yeah if i had to pick from the <laughs> ethically non-monogamous tree i'd be like right. open they don't live in this city they live somewhere else no phone numbers ever exchanged right like one time right right, right, right yeah exactly which let's be honest everyone cheats anyway so most people are probably that's what everybody that. says i know i don't believe that though you don't believe that no Please. i know many people that have been faithful always in relationships you know yeah you i'm know one of them have. well okay but i mean like people who are married for like 25 years or something i mean my parents have been married for 35 now how well do we know our parents though i know okay well. i know italians talk too much <laughs> like the whole family would know if something happens because there has been infidelity in other you know part, like extensions of my family uh and it's like sometimes it works out and they stay together sometimes they don't but like we all fucking know <laughs> we all know <laughs> like I know my family's all really religious so i don't think i would know even if it had happened but i i don't think anybody's cheated well, the truth is, this is the sad truth, right? If someone asks you, have you ever been cheated on? Most people go, not that I know of. I don't think so. I think a lot of people will say yes. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. Well, basically, I'm like, if it's not a yes, that's usually the answer people give. They go, no, well, yeah, not that I go, know of. Yeah, people say not that I know of. Nobody ever says, no, I've never been yeah, cheated on. You're exactly. right. You're so right. God, that's upsetting. Have you been cheated on? Not that I know of. There we go. I've definitely had guys I dated like doing sneaky stuff 
that like oh, yeah. that, now that's the new question right is like what is what cheating? constitutes cheating to you yeah and that's... usually we line we draw it at a physical line of like your physical in a sexual way with somebody else but it's like when you bring up that conversation i feel like that's when people go okay my ex did this it was not technically cheating but i didn't like it and i won't be cool about it if you do right that. yeah it is really it is really scary to date now with technology and social media being what it is because there are so many ways that you could feel embarrassed mm. by your partner like so many videos i see on tiktok are of just like girls going like if he follows a girl that yeah. likes her pictures and you're like really like no we gotta that's cheating too now like it's I, not cheating it's just but like, also don't like the picture like right it's, it's, you know yeah i mean i think we all know that like don't like <laughs> hot people's pictures uh, i think it's like if i have the urge to look through your shit something's already wrong right like and i've only had that urge with one person and we weren't even fully dating and it was it was actually the guy that gave me herpes and mm. because i was like i think you're lying to me about not knowing and also like seeing other people and it was something of like he gave me his computer it was like playing music from there and he like took a shower and he had an iMessage message pop up and I went and looked. I didn't open that one, so he wouldn't know. But I saw all the other ones. And there was, like, a screenshot of Tinder he sent to a friend. And then some other girl said something of, like, oh, sorry if I was weird this morning. I slept with my contacts. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. And I didn't bring it up. I didn't say I looked at anything. I just was like, yeah, we're done. Like, I was like, I'm not hanging out with this guy anymore. Like, that's wow. it. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't confront him at all? No, because I technically snooped. So I was like, yeah, that'll turn on me. And it was right. like, I already knew. I already was like, I think he's seeing other people lying to me. I yeah. was correct. And then I remember I was already there and it was late at night. I was like, I'm just going to sleep here. And like when I'm gone in the morning, like I'm gone. Yeah. Like, You're such it. an even keel person. <laughs> like it is every time I talk to you, I'm like, I'm fucking crazy because you handle things so maturely. <laughs> like you're the type of person who if you get cheated on, you're just like, oh, I'm just done here. Like I they. Yeah, we're just not together. You're like, what? But aren't you? I mean, I would have a conversation. I wouldn't. I, bounce, yeah, but, but I'd yeah. be like weeping in the rain. Like, do you understand? Like, yeah, it's, it comes from sports, though. Oh, okay. I've just been like trained to be basically not emotional since I was very young. And if anything, I've found I'm like, oh, then I'm really bad about being like really vulnerable and opening up. Oh. Like, I have that like hyper independence thing of like never let them see you sweat, which has been great for all my career moves, even jobs I didn't really like. I would always get promoted and like would never have a bad day at work and people were like wow this girl's great like but really it was like oh i'm just not showing emotions and i'm just like hiding it oh because i'm very like i'm bad with crying i'm like i think there's only been maybe like five people in my life that have like seen me cry i can't even picture you crying yeah like that you're right but it's a weird thing of like i remember i did cry in front of my ex about something and it had nothing to do with him and he like later was like i really liked that you like opened up to me about that and i was like I was crying about something else. Like, that was not me opening. It was someone else's story. And I felt bad telling it to you. But, you know, but I was just like, oh, like there is something to like, you know, being more vulnerable and letting walls down. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I can have conversations and stay even. But I guess I, yeah, I've had been, I've been really mad, but I'm good at like, if I'm really mad, I'll, even with friends, I'll be like, yeah, no, I can't talk to you right now. Cause I, I come from a conflict heavy Italian house that was like, when shit happens, we talk about it now. Yeah. And uh, both my parents are like kind of yellers mm. and I'm not, but I think I got trained because my mom would yell at me and I would just wait for her to be done yelling and say calm. And then I'd wait for the, do you understand? And I'd say yes. Mm. And I wouldn't argue with her. I would just be like, I'm just going to take this heat and stay calm. Yeah. And then like, it's going to be over. 
and then we're going to go out to dinner because <laughs> she's too mad to cook. But um, yeah, so it's like I come from I can do conflict quick, but I've had times in my life that I confronted a friend who I didn't realize like isn't good with confrontation. Mm. And then they basically don't say anything because I put them on the spot and they're like jolted and then they'll bring up the argument months later. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were past that. And it's like, oh, some people need a heads up. Yeah. Of like, hey, I need to talk to you about this. Right. Like, let me let you get your thoughts in order. Right. So, but I think that's also why I've dated guys that like didn't actually really want to date me. It's because I was this like cool, chill girl, calm and like wouldn't fight, wouldn't like demand stuff. Oh. That it's kind of like, oh, she's cool. She's chill. Like, she's not going to push me to commit. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not a pusher. But it's like more of just like, oh, I've learned to find the signs and like I'll just bring up the conversation when like I'm ready to commit of like, oh, I'm not like seeing other people like I just want to like explore this like just solo you and me. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. And it's like if you get some weird vague answer, it's like the answer is no. <laughs> That's right. what I've learned. It's like When someone gives you a vague answer, it's no. Do you feel like your mood is pretty steady? Yeah. Yeah. So that is something that I feel like living in new york city to really like it you have to have that it seems like <laughs> like if uh, like the truly successful people here i feel like are pretty stable mm-hmm. mood wise yeah um that's not to say most people here are like that it's just to say that i wish mm-hmm. i was one and i'm not i mean do you feel like do you feel like your mood is affected by all the shit that like drives people crazy about living here or do you feel like you're pretty like go with the flow like i don't know if the train's delayed or the weather's horrible or yeah like that stuff won't get to me yeah too much uh but that's like i can count on one hand a couple times i lost my cool and one was this girl almost hit me on a bike oh my god and right well yeah and it's because it's like bikes are supposed to follow the lights like their cars yeah. And this girl had like two Trader Joe's bags on her handlebar, like clearly didn't know how to ride a bike well, almost hit me. And I grabbed her bike and I just looked at her and <gasps> go, what color's the light? Like even then though, I didn't yell. I was like, what color's the light? And she was like, uh, 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 uh. and I was like, look at the light. What color is it? Red. I was like, you're a car. Red. Stop. I'm like, you almost hit me. Not cool. And she was like, Ugh. I was like, if you don't know how to ride a bike, girl, don't ride one. Like, but like, that was it. And then I just walked. And that's you going. losing your that shit. That was me losing my that's shit. That's so funny <laughs> that that's you losing your shit is you going, what color is the light? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> was don't ride a bike her. if you yeah. don't know how. And then I walked away. That's why I'm a great babysitter. I'm yeah. like, I don't yell. I'm just like, give me the phone. I just take the phone. Yeah. I'm like, you're done. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but you, uh, and they'll throw a fit and I'll just ignore it. I'm like, yeah, you know, have your fit. You told me you told me the best question to ask people as far as like when they knew they were a New Yorker was what was the first time you cried in public? Yes, when public transit yours? specifically. Yeah, when public. was yours? Yeah, I remember first moving here, man. I saw like a couple people, not just women, men went like randomly and be like, "God, that person's crying over there." Like, what's their problem? And then all of a sudden, I like cried on the train ride home once. I'm like, I didn't make it home, and I was like, "Fuck, it's me. I'm the girl on the train." It's like God it happened what what got to you was it just trying to think yeah i think the i think the first time i did this is like five years ago was uh when i had my herpes outbreak and i went to the doctor i was diagnosed and i was like taking the train home and i was like we just gotta get home we just gotta get home i started crying i was like damn and then another time was i had a breakup out in public at a bar that i started to get choked up in, in the bar but then i held it together and then the train ran home i started to cry i was like well 
Oh my God. Right, which is, this is my biggest breakup tip for anybody that lives anywhere. <laughs> Never in public. Like, and, and people do that because then they think you're not going to cause a scene. And it's like, well, it's not causing a scene, but even just sitting there quietly crying is not fun. No. Like, where you're like, I want to leave. So it's like, if you're going to break up with someone, you got to break up with them at their home or apartment. Yes. Because they, if they're going to cry, they're crying in their own space and you leave. Yes. Like, I understand feeling like, oh, I can't leave and I might get trapped. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. how are you supposed to drive a car home or like be embarrassed on the subway by yourself? crying even in an uber it's like i don't i don't mind driving my own car crying really oh my god i love crying in my car alone i like crying i like crying in my car growing up that was like a safe space because obviously you live with your parents but like not while driving why not because that's multitasking (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't cry and drive at the same time i love it i love to cry and drive but if like i cry i cry like i really cry oh well Okay. I mean, look, I can't, like, have a panic attack. Right, exactly. I can't, like, scream cry while yeah. I'm driving. You pull over, though. Right. And still nice place to cry. Yeah, in, in your, your car. car. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. My little room that moves, yeah. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I That is the thing that I really... I, I, I love walking around here i love that i can walk for hours and hours here um what i don't love is that anytime i want to go somewhere i have to be in a car or train with a stranger if not many strangers yeah i i can't i hate it i hate it so much Mm -hmm. it's so stressful you just don't know what you're gonna get like we were in a cab last night and the guy like took the long way and so then we're like taking forever to get home and he's on he just has his phone on speaker yep. the whole time he's got his mask off you're like oh so i'm just this is just my life for the next 30 minutes yeah and i can't do anything about it unless i like get out in- yeah and you haven't even been in crowded new york like the trains have not been packed like sardines like they used to be like it used to be yeah. very common to be on a train and you're just completely squished with people and i'm like yeah, yeah you can't you'd freak out yeah, I've only been on a few of those in the last like year. Yeah. I do I do remember what that was like and it and it'll still happen like, you know, mid-afternoon mm. or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, they have not been like that and you're just smiling. you're just going oh my God, I don't way. know what to tell you. <laughs> I I I really before COVID, it didn't bother me as much. And now I think I'm just such a germaphobe that I'm like, how did we ever? Yeah. No, a lot of people feel like that. Feel like that. But you have a car. I do, but I don't keep it in the city anymore. I keep it in Jersey. Oh, you do? Yeah. So okay. I just have it for gigs and stuff when I need it, which is great. But, oh, okay. But like, even when I had it here, I would take the train because it's just way more convenient. I know. It's faster. It is, but it's just like, there's so many people. You just don't know what to expect down there. I have a lot of like control. Mm-hmm issues i think like i think that's like a lot of my anxiety comes from like not being able to control my surroundings and like being on the west coast i'm in a car all the time where i know i'm gonna be in that car for 20 minutes and then i'm gonna go inside and do my show and then i'm gonna walk back out and i'm gonna be in my car again Mm -hmm. and i really only have to be unsafe for like 15 minutes (laughs) when i'm outside my car but like the minute you leave your apartment in new york it's just Let's see how this goes. Yeah. Unless you're walking distance from something. Mm-hmm. And even then you're like, well, I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> the rain. You're like not used to rain. You're like, People I'm not used to rain. It's crazy. It's not. I'm not. That's I why bought- New York's a backpack city. It's like yeah. you have to have a couple things on you. And often one t- is an umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. I bought an umbrella and I can't find it now. 
I bought it over the summer because I'm like, oh, it rains during the summer here too. This place is hell. Yeah, dude. What rains all the time? Why? Because we're humid over here. Yeah. That's why everything's green. We don't have droughts. Okay. Well, you don't like when you go to LA. You're like, these are giant (laughs) hills that are brown, and it's fucking weird. Like you're like where they're not always brown. Sometimes they're on fire. No, but like (laughs) okay. But when they're brown, I was like, why? I was like, what are these plants? And I remember my dad was like, it's it's because they have no rain here. Yeah, it's, it's actually drought season. You got to take a five minute shower. I'm like, oh, man. I mean, I've I've never I don't think we've ever not been in a drought. Yeah, I don't know. We just go through periods where they're like, it's we're in a drought. I'm mm-hmm. like, when were we not? They're like, I mean, it's been the whole time. It's the same drought yeah. from when you were seven. I know. But we should, probably should have been paying attention to it this whole time. <laughs> what are you most like? What are your favorite things about living in New York? And what are your least favorite things? My favorite thing about New York probably is that there is always something to do and things are always open late. So mm. if you're more of a night owl, things are open. But even if you're an early bird, things are open. Um, and it's like, yeah, it has everything that you would want to do. Like any musical artist you like, if they're indie or not, like they could be huge. It's like they're going to be coming to somewhere in New York and near New York. So like that part is the best part. Like, right. And or it's like, yeah, you want to do something like comedy shit, even just like marketing or PR. Like, you have to be in a major city if you want to make, like, a certain amount of money or be, like, a certain level high up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, my hometown is very, like, teachers, doctors, lawyers, Lockheed Martin. That's it. So, mm-hmm. like, all of my friends that went to school, it was like, I'm going to be an engineer. I'm going to be this. I went to school to be a dentist because it's like, there's no, you know, marketing job. There's not even, like, a video editor job, like, up there. Like, now there is. But, like, back in the day, it's like... It's like, yeah, if you just were like, I'm going for English, everyone would go, oh, you want to be an English teacher? Like, because that's all we knew, you know? And you'd just be like, sure, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, not a writer. That's dead. Um, or whatnot. So that's probably my favorite thing. And then also for me, I have um, family close enough by in Jersey, even upstate. Uh, and now my sister's here. And then also like a good amount of friends from like college and growing up. But I grew up East Coast, so that makes sense. Yeah. Like everyone I grew up with typically ended up like, new york or boston yeah so what's your least favorite things about it um probably just the expensiveness yeah like it's you have to pay a lot of money to have like a half decent apartment yeah and before that was fine because i was never home now that i'm home all the time that's like why it's getting to me right um yeah the expensiveness and uh and honestly i will say this and i hate to say it to discourage people but like your dating here really is hard yeah like i mean if you watch sex in the city i remember watching sex in the city it actually made me want to move to la when i was in college really because i was just like wait so like all these people just end up alone (laughs) except for like one but sex in the city they really made it seem like you could not walk two feet without meeting a hot guy right what's realistic about sex in the city is like you could be going on dates all the time yeah but that doesn't mean you're gonna have boyfriends right like you know what i mean so it is accurate (laughs) uh it isn't it isn't because it's before the technology world of texting and stuff and social media right so i'm like maybe it was more like that of like you would be dating people for a while but it's like yeah sex and city is accurate of like you're gonna go on a lot of first dates Mm. a lot of first dates rarely a second and like if you go to a third date with someone it's like that's probably a guy you're gonna end up dating for a minute wow like from my personal experience and people i know yeah like uh just because people don't have enough time or their attention spans are so short it's a time thing and it's also like you have so many options Mm. so like um obviously we all know the phrase fomo there's this guy patrick mcginnis that invented fomo and now he has a phrase called fobo which is fear of a better option oh and he talks about it in like 
you know, in terms of like jobs and like there's the secretary thing with interviewing of like, if you have a hundred candidates, like how many should you interview before you decide? Mm. Cause like, if you don't decide quickly, you might lose the best option if you interviewed them early. But like, yeah. that's also dating of like, you know, feeling this like, oh, this person's great. But like, maybe there's this like one thing I don't love. That you're like, oh, maybe I could find someone better. Or I could find someone hotter. And it's like, yeah, if you have infinite options, like, you know, in New York, you'll never run out of people on a dating app. Yeah. Like, you just won't. Like, it's only happened to me, like, once. And then the next day, it was like, nah, no, nah, here's 100 more. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so scary, isn't it? I mean. Well, because, like, in general, with the option thing, it's like, and I know this is a straight, heterosexual, whatever, relationships. Just bear with me, okay? I'm a straight person. Um, <laughs> It's like, all right. In straight relationships, it's like, okay, women, men hold, women hold the power when it comes to sex. Like, when are we going to have sex and become physical is typically where we hold the power. And then men hold the power when it comes to commitment. Hmm. That it's like, yeah, they're the ones that typically decide, like, oh, you're my girlfriend. Like, we are together and exclusive and monogamous. Hmm. In terms of you think that they, the girl's waiting around. Not necessarily waiting around, but it's like, usually that's more of the man's call. The same with, like, how sex is usually the woman's call. Because... A man on a date with a woman is on the date because he would have sex with her. That's their, like, number one thing. Is, right. Am I physically attracted to this person? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, okay, let's see what your personality is like. Mm-hmm. But men will be on a date. The date will be terrible. The girl will be crazy. And mm-hmm. they're still like, yeah, I'd still have sex with her after this date. Right. So. And, like, women, it's the opposite of there's many women that are like, yeah, the guy I'm with uh, actually wasn't attracted to him at the gate. Right. Like, I became more attracted to him. And yeah. part of the attraction was probably like that he was consistent and willing to be committal and loyal and all these other qualities. Yeah. So it's like anytime I hear about dating, I just never want to do it. Like I Yeah. It sounds so hard to me. And I mean, because I've only I've only been in serious relationships and the idea that you could just like go on a bunch of first dates for like six months i will say you are more fun to talk to as a friend (laughs) if you are doing that by the way uh you're everyone's favorite friend if you're going on a bunch of dates all the time well if Um, they're all in relationships yeah yeah oh my god like at the brunch table you're you know it's like give us the latest update yeah yeah Mm -hmm. bell of the brunch table for sure um but dating just stresses me out so much like meeting people just stresses me out so much i mean as an extrovert is dating like fun uh i mean no it could be draining for anybody for numerous reasons like i often will get in a swing of being like okay i'm really gonna like try the apps or try going out more whatever it is and then it's like you'll go if you go on like three bad dates in a row it like takes the wind out of your sails a little where you're just like oh i feel drained yeah like just and i've gone on dates with people that were nice people that like their energy just drained my energy and i was like oh this is rough yeah um but if anything yeah i'm trying to do more stuff that's like not from the apps because i'm just like well erica we've tried this like just like especially since people. covid really have tried it and i'm like eh, it's not working you're trying to do stuff not from the apps like meeting people in the world yeah and that's something that like is kind of i think similar to trying to find just like new friends because it's the same thing of like okay what can i do that will introduce me to new people mm-hmm. because a lot of times what's hard is like okay you should do stuff that you like that you really enjoy right like i like workout classes right but I go to a workout class, it's all women. Right. So like, I don't go to a workout class like, oh, maybe I'll meet someone. But it's like, hey, you might make a friend there who then invites you to like their birthday. And then there's all these guys there that you don't know. 
Hmm. So it's like you have to, I'm trying to be more open-minded in that sense of like making new friends. Because for a long time I was like, I'm so busy with comedy. I have my friends. I barely get to see them. Da, 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 da. And then actually a lot of times it's because your friends get into relationships. You don't see them as much anymore. Mm. And then you kind of feel like you have to start over with building friendships or even just wanting a change. So like I'm literally going to a trivia night this coming week with a girl that is uh, my good friend from growing up who was a guy, his cousin that came to a comedy show and was like, oh, I'm so-and-so's cousin. Like, da-da-da-da-da, let's just change numbers. Like, I'm new to New York. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, hit me up. And then she actually did to join this, like, basketball team league. And I was like, I haven't played in so long, but I was like, screw it. Like, I'm in that mode of, like, just trying to say yes to more different stuff. Because you don't drink, and I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. So even when I'm in a bar late on a Saturday, I'm kind of like, do I really want to date a guy that likes being in a bar at 2 a.m.? on a Saturday all the time. Cause well, for me, I'm like, when we're in a relationship. I'm like, I'm not staying here till two. Yeah. I but they might to. just be doing that. Cause they're still dating. And then once you're dating them, they're yes not and no. like that anymore. You know? Yeah. But I kind of was like, that was the only thing I would try was just like going out after shows with some friends. And it, that has never worked either. So I'm just like, all right, that doesn't work for me. Like, let's mix it up. Yeah. And I used to host a trivia night. And that's what you did? thought of it. Yeah. I used to do it every week. It was like 50 bucks. And like, I didn't have to put together the questions. They would Who just, did that? It was just, like, some company. So I would just have oh, okay. to show up and I was I'd like, be the MC. Hilarious. I'm terrible at trivia. <laughs> and people would argue with me answers. I'd be like, I don't write these, man. I don't, I don't even know if any of this is correct. <laughs> like, don't test me. But there always would be people that loved, loved trivia and would go. So there'd be these groups of people that would always go. And, like, but then I would see, like, the different groups would also, like, interact and stuff because you're, like, all doing the same activity. So, like, when it's an answer that no one got right, it's like, oh, and, like, there's comments and all stuff that I was like, oh, shit, I never thought of that as, like, a way to either meet new people or meet potential dates, I guess. That's really great advice. And we we do talk a lot about, we get a lot of emails from people who are like, I don't know how to make new friends. It's tough. In whatever city they move to, not even just here. And, like, yeah, especially with us where we're, like, traveling and, like, working at night, you're like, I don't. With what time? Yeah, it's tough. With what time? Mm-hmm. And like anybody with a demanding job, I mean, there's only so much energy you have to exert on taking care of yourself mm-hmm. on your off time. Right. So then to also be like, okay, I also have to make friends as if it's a job. Right. It is. And you feel, you often feel like the same way you feel desperate saying, I want to be in a relationship. You feel desperate being like, I want to make friends and signing up for things that are literally labeled like make make new friends, meet new people in your area. You feel like a loser. Yeah. Or you go, well, the people doing that are losers. Right. I'm not a loser. I have personality. (laughs) You know, so it's a real challenge to be like, what do I like? Like, and I just hate that all the suggestions people be like, you could join a running club. I'm like, I don't fucking run. Yeah. Like, you could join a book club. I'm like, I read Harry Potter as an adult. Like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not on book club train, you know? Um, so it's like, yeah, you truly have to find like events that you would feel comfortable going to by yourself. Yeah. And is something you actually like. Yeah. So it is even like just a concert. Like yeah. everyone's just at a concert. Or even like, man, if you're a woman and you date men, like truly going to any sporting event is mostly men. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I've gone to a bunch. I still have yet to like meet someone and go on a date. But it's just like, I'm walking around like, wow, there's a lot of men here. Like, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of cute guys. Like, I just walk around. I just dress hot and walk around. Like, you never know, you know? Um, I should just dress tough. hot and walk around. Right. Yeah, yeah. I but mean. But it is really tough. 
Yeah. Like if you, I have friends here and if you're like, make a new friend, I'm like, oh, fuck, how? (laughs) Yeah. I rack my own brain. I'm scared to call you. Like it's fucking, I'm scared to call the friends I do have. I know. I can't believe you're afraid to call me. Oh my God. Brianna's like, let's get coffee. I'm like, I'm going to make you listen to me off air too. (laughs) I don't feel comfortable making friends outside this room. I... (laughs) I don't feel comfortable having plans outside this room. Yeah. And also if you are in a relationship, you're like with that person, or if you're living with somebody, if you have a roommate, you're with that person all the time. So like you have to have time alone as well. And like in New York city, that is hard to do. Cause even when I'm alone, there's people everywhere. Yeah. 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 You know, not fully alone. Yeah. I literally thought about making an article of like my favorite places to eat by myself. I think that's great. There's some that have these like great setups. You're like, wow, I really am like solo. Can you write that for me? me? (laughs) I'll think of it. I would love it if you wrote that for me. Yeah. I found, I dropped a pin in Central Park the other day because I found like an area where you couldn't really see. It was like in the middle of the park, you know, Mm -hmm. where you find like a big rock to climb on, but there's like just like trails around you. So Mm -hmm. you can't really see like buildings or people. And it was it was very nice for like 10 minutes and then some like douchey teens came by and were being really loud and i was like well i'm trying to read up here on this wet rock guys <laughs> um i don't know if you can tell but i'm on the brink of a mental breakdown so yeah. if you guys could just i feel like with both like trying to find someone to date and friends it's like man if i could have like one answer to life's question it would be like where am i going to meet that person whether yeah. it's like my person that i'm going to be with and marry or like the next like best friend that I'm going to have. Cause like, that's what you feel with like apps versus this versus that. You're just like, I don't know where to focus my energy and my time. Yes. So if someone like just straight up said to me, just dating apps alone went, you're not going to date anyone from a dating app. Like you're not really going to date anyone from dating app. I'd be like, great. And I would delete all of them and never fucking look back. Yes. Just, I know that answer. Good. I'm going real world forward, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Right. So the thing is like, I understand of, and I've had guy friends say this of like, they looked at all their past girlfriends and they were like, okay, I had four girlfriends. Only one was from a dating app and that was my shortest relationship and probably the worst one. But they're like, wow, looking at my stats, <laughs> I should probably not bother. But most people, you know, met their person on a dating I app, know. don't you think? Mm-hmm. A lot have. I mean, I... All the weddings I've gone to, it's either been a dating app or like through work. Those yeah. Are like the two most common places that people meet. Or a dating app is 30% now of marriages. Yeah. And I think work is also like 30%. Might be 40. And the other 30 is just... It's like different things, like through friends, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised dating apps aren't a higher percentage, honestly. I mean, 30 is huge because they haven't been around that long. They've only been around... They started when I was graduating college, which was 2013. So they're only really... Oh my God, is that true? Tinder came out like 2013 because I remember we all got on it as a joke. But Tinder wasn't the first one. It was. Of the the swiping live. Okay. I guess I'm still... I'm counting like Match.com and stuff too. So five years before that was like eHarmony and Match.com. Okay. Still. But still was kind of taboo. People wouldn't openly be like, we meant through this app. Right. But like this instant swiping culture was 2013. So it's like it hasn't hit 10 years yet. Wow. So there like still isn't even a lot of data on it. But it's like for any national average to change that much is crazy yeah like the marriage age changed five years and that's huge for an average to jump five years to like average age to get married Uh, i think now it's 25 or 26 oh really yeah still that low it's like but it got higher it's like got five years higher it used to be 21 yeah i mean you know i don't know the exact number if you want to look it up is that true? I know it jumped five years. Okay. So I feel it may, like it I think might maybe be, it's 27, 28. I don't know. I feel like it might be 27, 28, and it used but to be five 23. years. Yeah. It's huge. That is huge. Especially like 
if anyone that's done any average, if you have one super low number, like, so if you're doing marriage years, all right, it's 32. I was way off. Anyway, okay. <laughs> it increased. That's my point. So it came up, it came up from 27. Right. But like, if you're pulling data and you have like 30, 30, 30, and then you have one person that's 19 in there. Yeah. It jumps your average so low. So for it to jump five, it's huge. Yeah. 32 does seem like a great age. Yeah. I have a friend who just turned 30 and was on dating apps and like total extrovert and just met like the love of life or whatever and you're yeah. like that kind of seems like the perfect time to meet them actually is 30 now mm-hmm. i don't think it's bad either way yeah i don't know i mean look i'm not if you meet your person later or earlier you're fine but i know nothing it's also funny too because most people do meet through work but then you aren't really supposed to date coworkers because if it ends badly, you're fucked. Mm. But that is how most, most people, people meet, meet each other because that's where you're at. Well, and the thing that uh, the guy that wrote Datanomics made a point of is he was like, he actually highly recommends that. He goes, because you've seen them and you really know how they are and you know how they are in stressful situations. Oh. And you know how they are on like an average basis of like, yeah. think of anyone you've ever worked with, even just comedians of like, oh, there's some people that like are always kind of miserable. And then there's other people you're like, man, every time I see them, I just like always feel great. They're always yeah. in a good move, positive energy. I like their energy. And it's the same thing of like, oh, I really like this person. We bond over this. And then the last part is like, you're in the same industry for whatever industry it is, partly because you have similar things in your personality. And like the study of like, do opposites attract versus birds of a feather flock together? Uh, actually, more couples are the same and mm-hmm. very alike. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if you're both working in comedy, you're both like kind of creative and like this nice balance or like understand each other a little better yeah so it makes sense yeah it does make sense so we've been really bad about doing segments the last few episodes and when i say we i mean me i would never put that on brianna uh but usually we do segments and when i say usually i mean the first few episodes of this very new podcast uh so we have self-checkout which is a way that you checked out and took care of yourself this week and then we also have tears of joy which is something that made you so happy it brought you to tears you don't actually have to have cried okay All <laughs> it right. just is something that sounds good okay because it's a segment hashtag <laughs> <laughs> okay so what's one of yours you go first um my self-checkout this week was i it finally snowed in new york on friday i guess and i have been dreading it I've been very scared about snow. I I think I've asked you a bunch of times, Erica, like, how bad is winter, though, for real? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really bad, right? Am I going to be okay? And it was so pretty. Then it, like, snowed overnight. And the next morning, I took the longest walk through Central Park. And I'm like, this is so gorgeous. Now, of course, it's disgusting. A few days later, it's, like, yeah, it's brown weird. and sludgy. But that first day <laughs> was, like, magical and just powdery and nice. And I found the castle in Central Park. Oh, really? <laughs> I finally found it. It. I. I can't believe it took me this long. It's huge. It's so it's really good. Huge. I've it's, been lost in Central Park several times, and I live here. I know it's really big. I it's think I've tough. made it through half of it, and I think that castle is about halfway through. Yeah. And uh, I know that I knew there was one there because I had looked it up when I was looking at a bunch of different, whatever, like things to do in New York when yeah. I was scared of moving here. And so I knew it had it was there, but I have never gone out of my way to find it. So to stumble upon it in the snow was very magical and fun. And then I immediately texted it to Sam and he was like, oh, that's pretty. And I was like, you knew there was a castle here and you never brought me. How dare you? Do you even like me? <laughs> uh, question, have you found the carousel yet? Yeah, no. 
Oh, that, I, sh- that should I be your next I thing. did. That should be your next thing. That's fun. I've done that in the summer. I think I've seen it. Ride the carousel. It's kind of like up cool. on a hill. I don't know. Maybe I have. I stumbled upon it. I was like, there's a carousel here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I think I might have seen a carousel in there. I Everything in Central Park it's feels somewhere. like a fever dream. It is. I'm yeah. just like, is this a fountain for... Is this a statue of Alice in Wonderland for yeah. no reason? Well, it's like New York's a grid everywhere. And yeah. then Central Park is like, fuck you, tourists. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we'll let you get lost in here. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. But there's always... You can always find a building I, even on google maps it's kind of tough it's Is not it? easy yeah all the paths are everywhere anyway that's me <laughs> so that was my self-checkout this week uh, self-checkout very fun mine's very basic can it be basic i just said a castle I yeah i don't know <laughs> in central park you were like the snow and it, you just talked so eloquently i'm like i uh ordered takeout or delivery to myself uh saturday and i caught up on shark tank it's my favorite show that sounds I love so that great show so much yeah what would you order uh sushi Nice. Sushi yeah. for Shark Tank? Yeah, sushi for Shark Tank. Baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm a shark. <laughs> I like I love that show way too much. It's Do you have a product you would pitch to Shark Tank? I did. I, I did it. have one. People who and- love Shark Tank always have something that they're like, I do. <laughs> Mine was a, it was actually an app and I, and I thought of it because of comedy. Okay. Of uh so I would often drive people for gigs and all the tolls in New York have become uh automatic. So you don't know how much you're paying for the tolls. And so as the opener, the headliner would be like, what do I owe you for gas and tolls? And I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Like, and I would just get my statement at the end of the month and I'd be like, well, that toll's apparently $8 that I didn't count for, like type of thing. But I was like, yo, I was like, if you are planning a trip somewhere and you're debating like flying versus driving or just doing a trip, just looking up like on your Google maps or whatever, I'm like, why isn't there an option that I can go, how much is this in tolls total? Because it will have, you can avoid tolls, we'll give you a route, but it doesn't give you like, what am I total in total going to pay in tolls? Oh. But I was like, oh, I should make an app. And I went to the EasyPass website. I was <laughs> like, where can I get this information? And you can't. You'd have to like individually look up each toll and know where oh. they are. But I was like, this is this is an app that would get bought by Google for sure. <laughs> uh, and then eventually uh, someone figured out on Waze, which Google did buy, they bought Waze. So when people are like, Waze over Google Maps is the same fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> there's an option on Waze you can click and it does gas estimates as well. Uh, but i was like that's when you know it's a good idea someone else did it yeah <laughs> i was like there we go that was my idea that was the only idea i ever had was that i thought there should be an app a dating app that was um only video so you had to see how somebody like moved and carried themselves and how they sounded and the only questions i wanted them to answer also was like what kind of like shampoo they use and like how often they shower and everything so that's like interesting. all the stuff that you can't figure out until you meet somebody in person off a dating app which is like how they sound how they smell how yeah. they carry themselves like that was what i wanted the app to be focused mm. on and i just saw uh on other people's social media that hinge has a voice memo um yeah all now. dating apps now you can upload a video as well as a photo and uh-huh. so they had that first and the thing is anytime someone had a video i would click it and i'd click the sound because i wanted to hear what the yes. voice sounded like yeah and now there's the voice memos. So you could do it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's inter- it mixes it up. Yeah. It also makes it, it does make it feel like more of a connection. So the way someone's an voice sounds is huge. It is. But so for some people, it's going to give you a leg up and yeah. other people, it won't. It's like how like Tinder doesn't have where you could select your height and it's on your profile, like Bumble and Hinge are. Uh, so it's kind of this thing of like, but if you write your height, you usually have a leg up mm. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, Right. It's something that's like, it could either give you a big leg up or a big leg down. Yeah. Type of thing. But I like it. I like the audio for sure. It's a good time. 
Yeah, well, thank you for coming on this podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so fun. <laughs> thank you for thank you for hanging out with me on camera. Yeah. Because originally we were like going to go for a walk or something. And I texted you and said, do you actually just want to do the podcast? And you were like, the snow really got you. Huh? Yeah, it did. Because you know what I've been doing since I'm single? When I find something that's something I'd want to do with a boyfriend, I'm like, just ask a couple friends to go. Yeah. That I was like, Taylor, want to go look at Christmas lights? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Christmas lights are still up. Yeah, there's an exhibit. So it's almost gone, but yeah. There's an exhibit? Yeah, there was an exhibit at like Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. They like do it all Christmassy. It's it's dope. Oh, that's And then cool. deep Brooklyn, there's Diker Heights. Did you go? But that like might be done. I didn't go to Diker Heights, no. But you went to the other one? No, I didn't. No. Because I asked you to go, and then I was like, well, no, I can't go. And I invited her and be like, oh, well, here I am on Instagram without you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, thank you for having me. Oh my God, I so appreciate you doing this. <laughs> and look, this is all the stuff I would have asked you anyway, if we'd. Oh, well, I'll take it. Hung out in the winter. Yeah. So it works out. <laughs> um, yeah. Follow us on Sad in the City Pod on Instagram. Email us at sadnesscitypod at gmail.com. Go follow Erica, Erica Spera, S-P-E-R-A. Yes, that's me. At Sperica on Instagram. At Sperica. Yeah. And uh, go listen to Shooters Gotta Shoot. It's like legit a very good dating podcast oh thank you Thanks. i'm not even dating and i listen to it a lot <laughs> we're doing research <laughs> it's really good like you've got great guests you guys do like it is a fun time books like and yeah and you guys are like legit friends and out there and doing it trying and, yeah and you're both funny oh thank you yeah i listen to it sometimes when i'm lonely on the road i used to do that with your old pod did you I'd be like what's taylor up to and oh, that's it's, it's like a weird way you get to catch up <laughs> isn't it funny because i could just call you but instead i'm like what does erica think about the rules <laughs> <laughs> yeah right what do you think of datanomics <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i could call her but what would make her feel more cared about uh a listen yeah or <laughs> i'll take a download <laughs> <laughs> oh you're the best thanks guys <laughs>